Beloved parishioners, Monsignor Z here. I kindly thank you for congregating for another sinful sermon from the corrupt clergy, the indoctrination wing of the Church of Z. Today, Sister Boom Boom joins the program to discuss the explosive premiere of The Real Housewives of New York. Then we have the depraved deacon, Bishop B, and Sister Boom Boom to break down the first three episodes of Motherland, Fort Salem. And finally, we end things with a Tiger King Dream Team fantasy draft with the pasty pope, Brother V, the depraved deacon, Sister Boom Boom, and Bishop B. In the name of the backdoor covers, the loaded Coronas, and the Girl Pop, amen. Stay safe and never leave home without your raincoat. Do you enjoy the guy with the little one doing her, or do you enjoy watching the guy with the big one doing her? I think Barnett is fucking sexy and like hot and like. It's not about the pasta. Everyone is shooketh to the core. All right, and joining us is Sister Boom Boom here with Monsignor Z uh, to break down the season premiere of The Real Housewives of New York. This is the first time I've ever watched the show. So uh, Sister Boom Boom here is a veteran, so she's going to break down all the questions that we have uh, for the novices out there. So the first person up uh, will go character by character, I guess, of the housewives. All right, let's do it. We have Dorinda. Ugh. John is her husband. It's her boyfriend that she doesn't live with, and she rarely ever sees him because she likes it that way. <laughs> so Dorinda has – she's not a lesbian. She has a lesbian haircut. Yeah, she does. Um, it, it's better than her re- previous haircut, though, I have to say. Is there so I got a, a feeling that there's something ba- some backstory with John? Did he bang someone else or something? Or no, he's just kind of gross. I don't really know his full story. He's he's like only there for the you know you you have to show up with your man for like one episode of the season, so he does that a lot. But he like he's just sort of like a skeezy guy. He owns like dry cleaners. He's a part owner of Ar- Antique Bar and Bakery, actually in Hoboken. Yeah, interesting. Is he ever there? <laughs> I I know she's been there with him, but I haven't like ever seen him when I'm there. So I guess all right. One of the I guess a, a regular <laughs> question: Do they all have like none of them seem to be married or be housewives? No, they're all di- divorced. <laughs> so the basic the whole premise of the show is that it's the real housewives of New York, and none of them are fucking housewives. Yeah, none of them are housewives. None of them. I mean, even the ones that were married at some point had nannies and had housekeepers and stuff, so they never. Actually, we're housewives. Actually, we're housewives. Yeah. Actually, I, I'd say Bethany was the most housewifiest of them all. Um, and Bethany, Lee, and she was completely single when she started, and then like, but she was the only one who like actually worked. <laughs> what did she do? Now Bethany is no longer on the show. That was what the first scene was basically them saying yes. Bethany is gone now. Yes. Your Bethany. Ar- your article will be air. Will be debuting tomorrow. Your first article, and yes. uh, I- explain to me what the Bethany thing is. So Bethany just left. Like she didn't tell anyone she was leaving. She just put on Instagram, like I'm out. So everyone was going crazy. No one knew. Out from the show, just not, not out from the show. Anymore. Just I'm done. Yeah. Interesting. Now she, was she like yeah. the main character per se? She was like the best one. She was like the most genuine. She started off as just like a chef. That's how she started. And they were all like looking down on her because she was like you know poor. A chef. Um. Yeah. And now she's like the richest of them all because she invented skinny girl margaritas. And then sold it for like $75 billion or something insane. Skinny girl. That sounds familiar. Skinny girl margaritas. Yeah, you've definitely seen it. It's like, um, the, mi- that's it's like the mix. 
Yeah, but um, just a fun fact for anyone who hasn't had it before, there is already tequila in it, so it's not actually a mix like I thought the first time and ended up absolutely shit-faced when I added more tequila to it. <laughs> oh, so it's like a pre-made alcoholic yeah. thing already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. So let's get back to Dorinda, I guess. Okay, yeah. How, well, maybe maybe even further back questions. How, how many different housewives have been on this show? Like 30? Like. A lot. They, they. I mean, you really. We should go back now that we have all this time and watch from the beginning because it's pretty sweet. I'm not watching twelve seasons. I'm not doing that. Listen, Alex <laughs> McCord is an OG, and her husband. You will go. You will die for her husband, Simon. Um, there's a lady who has no leg. At one point, she ripped it off and throws it on the table. No that's like leg. An iconic. Yeah, that's an iconic. Uh, Real Housewives of New York scene when. She, um, what the hell is her name? I forget. But she pulls off her leg and throws it on the table. Interesting. That is a scary <laughs> thing. I've had someone do that to me before when I was a child. <laughs> And Matt Deemer's dad uh, had his leg in the in this trunk of his car when I was like eight, and he opened up the trunk. He's like, "Oh shit, my leg is in here." I was like, "What?" <laughs> and I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know he had a fake leg. Very confusing. That's great. Um, all right, so John didn't bang anyone. That's the question I had. He's just a creep. Um, yeah, he's just like a skis guy. I don't think anybody thinks he's good at all. So is Dorinda like the the head bitch here? I mean, I think she's making a, a she's jockeying for that spot, but I, I I wouldn't say she is. I'd say it's still probably Lou. Luann. Yes. All right, because Dorinda gets into a tiff with Tinsley, who yes. I guess we, we'll get into Tinsley next. But yes, her and Tinsley because of uh, Dorinda kept saying that she wants transparency for the relationships of the group. Is that just her like saying for the, like the show? I don't know. She seems to think like her whole thing with Tinsley was that she doesn't really know her. It's only like surface level and like she's never opened up to the group. Tinsley's still like sort of new. She's probably the newest besides Leah who just started. Now Tinsley's younger. Dorinda looks like she's 70. Yeah. Tinsley's much younger. She was like a, like in the Paris Hilton age, like socialite of New York kind of, kind of gal. See, cause this is really what's confusing. Cause you have this like, and then you have this old ass bitch, uh, Ramona. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you got this like Leah who's like, a smoking hot like 35 yeah. 40 year old so I, i'm not understanding how all these so, people like, hang out in this group like the ogs were luann and ramona okay they're probably they're like I, they may have been season one i think luann definitely has been there the whole time ramona was either season one or season two all right uh actually i only have a couple things on sonia is she she's kind of older her daughter just went to college the, yeah the, she's um she's sonia morgan she's related to jp morgan she's part of that family <laughs> She's part of the J.P. Morgan family. Yeah, her husband, her ex-husband, um, is a is like son or the grandson or something. The the only note I had on her was in the, <laughs> in the opening scene. She's leaving with Luann from court, and she's just eating like a sandwich, and they hug, and like crumbs are just falling out of her mouth. Yeah, she's like very dramatic, and she's a hot mess. She's a hot mess. I'm not sure how I feel about her yet. I'm gonna reserve judgment. Uh, she gets really drunk, so she's fine. I mean, but other than that, she really doesn't bring much to the table. Like she's like almost a recluse, like borderline. <laughs> and it seemed like she was just trying to bang this William fellow at the party. Yeah, she's she's very um, open about how sexual she is. <laughs> and go, going back to Dorinda for a second, in yes. her fight with Tinsley, she said, uh, "I bought these high heels. I never laid on my back for them." Is she implying that yes. Tinsley is a whore? Yeah, no, she's implying that Tinsley is a gold digger. Uh, and Dorinda, which is basically just a classy, it's a richer version of a whore. <laughs> did Dorinda work for her own money, or did she marry? She says I don't really know what she did. She definitely what she's not married to John. I don't think she was married to her daughter's husband. Oh no, he died. I lied. He died. Okay, so she got all of her husband's money from death. Uh, yeah, I guess that's how. Yeah. So she did she lay on her circle. back 
to get her high heels. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, there's no difference between being a wife and being a prostitute. If no. We're all being honest here. <laughs> I, that's a very good point. Except uh, your your relationship Except with me. your husband. Yeah, <laughs> you you are the husband, and you're... he's a prostitute here. <laughs> all right, let's go to Ramona. I, I she looks familiar. I guess I've seen her on the sh- the show before or other things before. You've probably seen the gif of her walking the runway with her eyes like really really big. She she seems like like an insane. I just kept writing. She sucks. She sucks. Yeah, she's the worst. She seems like so rehearsed. She's I'm over her. They need to need to get rid of her. And get some fresh blood. So I I saw in your article you put that the, her whole emotional outburst was rehearsed. You yeah, think. It, there was not one tear coming out of her Botox eye. See, I took an opposite take on this. I think she's she's clearly on such a cocktail of drugs. That, oh. <laughs> that she's so mentally unstable that this is just part of her life now. Like, she just probably has these outbursts all the time. Yes, she does, but I think they're all faking for the camera. Okay, I, I could see that. <laughs> now, does she have beef with Dorinda's husband I have written down? With John? I think with they all John. just, like, sort of don't really like him. They all just, they don't understand the relationship. They just think he, like, won't commit, and it's sort of creepy, and, like... Okay, because they have, no like, No one really a... likes him, because, yeah, they literally see each other, like, once a week, if that. They had a strange I don't know. interaction I think at, <laughs> at the party. They had like a strange interaction. Yeah. See, I'm and I'm trying to get all the dirty here. Um, she was hanging out with Mitch Modell, Mitchell Modell. Oh, that that's someone you knew. Mitchell Modell. That's like Modell's, like Mitchell Modell. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just thought that he was trying too hard and he was gross. Yeah, I'm not gonna that say was my anything. Entire note. I'm not gonna say Mitchell's anything gross. negative about him just because he does business with my brother. But uh, <laughs> I'll let you say whatever you need to about him. <laughs> I don't know. He was just so creepy. He was like such a creepy dude with all those like gross divorced women. It was just like a very uncomfortable scene. Yeah. And if I'm that when I'm 60, I'm really gonna have to kill myself. <laughs> he seemed like he was just uh, like he seemed the things he was saying and the jokes he were making are things like I said when I was 22. But yeah. It's definitely not cool when you're like 70. Yeah, and like you know, he drives like a yellow Lamborghini, just like make up for the fact that he has nothing else going on. Yeah, well, he's pretty fucking wealthy. He is, <laughs> well, yeah, he's but Mitchell that's it. Model. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know if I'd be willing to do it. Fair, especially because they're they're going bankrupt left and right. <laughs> yeah, that's why he, he said uh, I went from a billionaire and my wife made me a millionaire. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, all of your stores just closed, Bo. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I think that's what made you a millionaire. <laughs> Let's go to. We're gonna save Leah for last, so we'll go to Tinsley next. Okay. Tinsley, they opened up with her boxing. Now she has a lash line. Is that? Yeah. So she's like, she's very famous for wearing, like, she said, you know how she said that her hoop earrings were her thing, which I didn't know were her thing. She just decided that. Yes. Her lashes, she always has these fake lashes going on. So I guess she's capitalized on that to make her own line of lashes. She always is wearing hoop earrings. She's wearing it in yeah. the ring, which, talk to me about the this. great. Yeah. I don't know who this boxing coach is, but we are going there as soon as we're let out of this quarantine. I love him. He was hysterical. And I think that he really just wanted to punch her in the face. <laughs> and he he was just like he was like sixty and fat. And yeah, just he's eat- like, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. He was <laughs> eating punches from Tinsley and Leah <laughs> like they were nothing. Yeah. She's now Tinsley is dating a guy named Bruce. Um. The, here's the thing, though, Tinsley. So last season or two seasons ago, Tinsley, I think she joined two or three seasons ago. After she got divorced, um, after her and her husband got arrested for trespassing in Palm Springs. Is that Scott? No. So oh, then okay. she starts dating this guy, Scott, and Scott lives in Chicago. And Tinsley, like, lived in, like, the Waldorf or the palace or something. Okay. And that's why Dorinda was saying, like, oh, she thinks that Scott's paying for everything and they have some sort of arrangement. Like a um, sugar so daddy then, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then her and, um, her and Scott broke up at last season. It was very dramatic. And then, but she's still since, living in the hotel. 
Yes, but since filming ended on this season, she's gotten engaged to Scott and now moved to Chicago. So, like, none of what she's saying right now matters. (laughs) Like, it's just so boring. So she won't be back next season because she's in Chicago now. Unless she comes to film for three months. Interesting. Uh, (laughs) She kept saying that she talks to the to her the Scott's kids or Bruce's kids like dogs. Bruce's kids, yeah. So all she's very excited. All the Bruce things I could just throw out the window because she's with Scott in real time right now. Yeah, yeah. And she, I don't know, she, like, her other storyline has always been that she froze her eggs. Okay. How old is Tinsley? Do we know? I'd say late 30s. See, the thing with the ages of these people, like, Tinsley looks like a child when she stands next to these, like, women who have had 50 years of plastic surgery. Right. It's hard to tell, too, because, you know, a good plastic surgeon, you shouldn't be able to tell, but they clearly have had bad ones. Yeah, well, and they're in New York. They're the richest people in New York. I don't understand how they don't have good plastic surgeons. I think it's definitely more a factor of that they were getting their plastic quality, surgery in the, 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 the seventies too. Like <laughs> True. they've been doing this for so long that like th- there was no good plastic surgeon in nineteen sixty four. Yeah. You know, I also can't tell if Ramona got got her boobs done again before the season started. They, yeah, they all have phenomenal, huge ba- like fake breasts. Yeah, things. yeah. Uh, Luann, she seems like the total like wild card of this group. So. Lou started when the season for the show first started. She was on the original show and she was married to a count. So she was a countess. A count like like Count Chocula? Like a. Yes. Yeah. So like she was Countess Romania? Luann. Yeah. Like they, she, they had some sort of land somewhere. I don't know what the difference between a count and a duke is, but she was a countess. I think one is for creepy Eastern European countries and the other one is for <laughs> uh, British lo- royalty. Yeah. So, yeah. So she was royalty for some country. That, um, that train wreck was royalty? Yeah, she was like like a very successful model in in Europe in the I don't know sixties whatever, maybe more like the eighties. But so she so she was a count countess when she first started. So she was always like, oh darling, like oh you can't talk like that. It's not very not cute of you. And then all of a sudden she gets divorced. She gets like she marries this guy out of nowhere for no reason. Gives up her title, and then gets arrested for assaulting a police officer in Palm Springs again. And that's why she was in in rehab in court, and that's why she's been sober because she had to like blow on a thing every like three times a day. And now but she's out. Like she, she's done. Now she's out. And she has a cabaret show, which I think we should take a field trip to go see. I could fuck. With um, that. yeah, but she's like obsessed with her cabaret now. All she talks about is a cabaret and life is a cabaret. And she had Giovanni yes. do all the. Quite, all right now. <laughs> Well, hold on. First, let me ask you, is is Luann drinking or is she allowed to drink? So now that she's on probation, I think she's technically allowed to drink and it looks like she's going to start. So Okay. So that um, should be yeah. fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's a train wreck. And she has, she had like her friend, it seemed like she had her own coffee guy outside the courthouse that she was like BFF with. Yeah, she's been going there and she's tight with the guy in the like rolling coffee cart. Shaking his hand. That, that doesn't mesh well in the COVID times, but. Yeah. All right. Now, yeah, this Giovanni, Giovanni, what the fuck is that? I have no idea what was going on. So when the Countess started to do her cabaret shows, she needed to get um, some outfits. Okay. So Dorinda brought her to Giovanni, who does all the costumes. I think he's he's really big in drag, and I think he does like a lot of like pageants, like like really like over the top, like head to toe sequin kind of gown. Um. So she ha- brought him there. And Giovanni has his own theme song. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. So Dorinda brings her to Giovanni to pick out like 53 outfits or whatever. 
And then she has her opening night at the cabaret and just keeps talking about her new outfits, but doesn't mention that it's Giovanni. Oh. So Dorinda was like heckling her and being like, thank you, Giovanni. And like talking about how he's the designer. Gotcha. So then Luann said, fuck this and made a song at her cabaret called Feeling Giovanni. <laughs> wow. What a flex. <laughs> and that was where the drag queen came from um, at the party that was dancing and singing feeling Giovanni because <laughs> I'm sitting on my couch feeling it because they panned to Leah then and Leah's like what the fuck is Giovanni and I'm like <laughs> yeah I'm right there with you Leah I have no idea what's going on right now yeah all right uh let's see what other notes I have before we just dive in well Leah's last because she seems like a lot so uh <laughs> it just like let you know that Joe is bent over ass naked right now with his butt to me <laughs> oh wonderful the married life the real housewives of Hoboken <laughs> a little bit less refined uh, is Elise Asian or has she just had a lot of work done to her face? I've never seen her before. She's a new friend. Okay. So or if to... she's been on, she hasn't been noteworthy. Uh, Ramona's friends are just old, horny women. That's what I have written down. Yes. They've all been divorced. All, yeah. Uh, what's up with Sonia and Ramona's dogs fucking all the time? Is that a common right? theme? I've, I, I've never seen that before. Um, it's pretty exciting, though. Uh, At least someone got some action. Am I the only one who thinks that these New York accents seem kind of weird on all these prim and proper Botoxed women? Like, I feel like they don't belong. <laughs> yeah, and Leah's is, like, really strong because she's from New York. Yeah, so, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, the, they seem like they should be talking with their pinkies up and refined, and then they, they sound like trash <laughs> they open their mouths. from Queens. Like, Yeah, they're super tra- – I think I think that's the biggest takeaway is that it doesn't matter uh, where you're from. You're still a trash bag from New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no matter how much money you got and then the last note I have before Leah is these people just kind of remind me of my grandma like they they complain about everything and they're actually old so it's not like funny or cute it's just like I feel like I'm listening to my grandmother complain yeah plus like they have nothing else to do with their time so they literally just complain all day every day yeah I feel like I'm at work listening to these people (laughs) all right let's we save Leah for last yeah, you're getting on the ground floor with her. This is exciting. All right, good. So I don't know anything about her. Neither did you up until this point. Was she even like a, a secondary character in the past or no? No, she would never been in the show at all. They just announced. I only knew that she had her married to the mob clothing line because so they Googled her when they announced that she was on the cast. All right, so let's dive in. I had a lot of notes on her. She had a boyfriend, went to France, but he wasn't divorced yet. He said his divorce yep. was on hold. So she said, and I quote, my pussy is on hold too. I mean, you got to give it to her. She's not wrong. <laughs> I was as like that was the sixth minute mark of the episode, and I was like, "All right, I like this chick. I'm all, all in. in on. I'm all, all in, in on this yeah. show. I'm all in on her." Uh, then she drops. I was a- into it because she like went to the gym without any makeup on, like a normal human being. <laughs> yeah, she and she's like youngish. Uh, yeah, she was talking about masturbating. Um, yeah, I, I went like up and down with her, and then I think I ended high because when she was talking about her daughter, I was like, "You're not that special." Like. Everyone said they had a special relationship with their daughter. Yeah, her twelve-year-old named Kier, not Kira, not Kieran. No, not, it's just, just Kier. It's my Kiki. Like such a, it's such a fucking douchebag New York thing. Like rich, yeah. rich person to do. Uh, what's this? Married to the mob? Do you know anything about that clothing line? Is it popular? I don't. No, I've never heard of it. I mean, I feel like maybe in a certain circle it's cool, but um, maybe I'm not fashionable enough. I mean, and she's telling her daughter about first date stories and making out with guys like what, what's wrong with you like why are you doing yeah this? i was like maybe you were pop- girls were mean to you in seventh grade because you're fucking psycho <laughs> yeah uh she has finger tattoos you pointed yeah, out yeah that's when i first noticed them in that scene it was very exciting i was like this chick fucks <laughs> all right and the relationship with her ex-boyfriend husband they 
to go to they have dinner three nights a week and go grocery shopping together. Well, that's very bizarre. It's bizarre. I mean, I was like, when you were like, oh yeah, we have dinner three nights a week. I was like, oh, maybe for your daughter, like that's nice. Why are you going grocery shopping together? So also, that, I don't believe that those two are going to Trader Joe's every Wednesday. No, that, they definitely have people that go for them. <laughs> yeah, and they're clearly just—I guess they were just fucking. They're still fucking. They were never married, I don't think. Uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't look like it. it doesn't so, sound like it. So Leah is on the Real Housewives of New York, and she's literally never been a housewife. Right, right. She's never <laughs> been a wife to anyone. <laughs> this show, this show. Uh, I bet she was a townhouse wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. She was sober for nine years and then just decided to fall off the wagon six months ago. That's, I'm, I'm excited about this. It was the most amazing story ever too. When she was like, yeah, I lost my Chanel and I lost my passport. <laughs> like, why are you out drinking with your passport? You live here. There's no need for that. <laughs> well, she probably, I, I guarantee you, Leah's never had a driver's license in her life. Fair, fair. She doesn't know how to drive. She definitely never because has. Because it's sort of state ID or something. Yeah, that's, they give them to immigrants. The most stressful thing in one. my life is knowing where my passport is. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's expired. I need to do that. Um, <laughs> all right. So her her seedy history is that she t- talk to me about the police incident because you had a great take on this. So I just don't understand. So she it was the Fourth of July in two thousand two, and she was making out with a really cute boy on the street, and the cops I don't know were like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Like totally normal. And she says that her knee-jerk reaction was to throw a water bottle at them. Yeah. Whose knee-jerk reaction is that? Mine would just be to stop making out with this boy. <laughs> and, and in the picture, she looked young. I guess she's she's definitely like in her late or mid to late thirties because she looked like a teenager almost in that in that mugshot. Yeah, shot. I was just say like two thousand two. So eighteen like we were in years middle ago. School. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. She looks very young. She's like probably not that much older than us. Yeah, I'd say she's maybe five, six years older than us tops. And she she said that she won seventy five thousand dollars in a settlement because they knocked her teeth out and slammed her head into the grates. Into the subway grates, yeah. That's just. Ugh. I'm sure there was more to it than just throwing a water bottle definitely. for that much excessive force yeah. down the yeah. shore for too. A white for a white girl. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> exactly, because she was probably like really chewing his, their ears off. Yeah, she must have been going crazy. Uh, like Luann. Luann's arrested on tape, but you should watch that one. I'll have to I'll have to do the Google. They showed like a bit a clip of it, but she basically like threatened to kill a police officer. Oh she, like, shit. Yeah, and then she somehow like got to, got the cuffs off and then like tried to run away. <laughs> I like how they were like bonding over their obstruction of justice yeah. or what obstruction of whatever a police officer there, stuff. This is there are three people on this season that have been arrested. Wow. Maybe I could join. Yeah, half the cast. And I think there's only one other one that I can think of. Well, besides Teresa, who did hard time from jersey and there's yeah. one from Cal- um from oc who got a dui but whatever yeah those are nothing um yeah <laughs> the, the last i had a quote from leah here william looks like so there's this fuck boy at the party she said william looks like he's trying to rub your clit and he misses and it hurts <laughs> he's rubbing your thigh <laughs> yeah this, and then later on she called dorinda the snake from beetlejuice but scarier <laughs> leah's gonna be the best character on this show i think she's gonna be bringing us a lot now, I'm really excited for her. In the coming attractions, she's making out with Tinsley, and they fall into a bush. I don't know if you saw that yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. I am all in for that. I'm going to have to watch that alone in my room, that scene. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You got anything else? No. I mean, I think it's it was definitely like a setup episode. Um, I think it's going to be – I think this season's going to be fire. All right. This was a good baseline, so we'll come back to you uh, next week with the re- review of episode number two. Sister Boom Boom, thanks for joining us. Peace and love. All right, and joining us now, we have Sister Boom Boom, the depraved deacon. 
and Bishop B to go over the first three episodes of Motherland. The show is on ABC. Oh, sorry, uh, Freeform uh, on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. I believe. The show centers around the premise that there is a the group of witches from Salem, led by General Sarah Alder, formed an alliance with the Massachusetts Bay Militia right before the Revolutionary War. To quote them, their treaty was simple: "Honor me." Make a place for me and my kind, and we will win your wars. So it's basically the witches joined the American military in servitude and slavery. So that's what the show centers around, and they follow the three main girl, little girl characters of <laughs> Abigail Bellwether. Uh, now, please don't say little girls. Well, they're like teenagers. They're young women. Yeah, ready to go to college, basically. So. They're 18. 18, I believe. Yeah. I think this is college for them. Yeah, this is college for them. Correct, because they go to war college. So it's Abigail Bellwether. Uh, then it's uh, Tally. I'm not sure what her last name is currently. I don't think anyone knows what Tally's last name is. I don't know what the blonde girl's first name is. Tally. I had it written down. I can't remember. And then um, Rael Collar is the blonde girl who's quote-unquote the main character, I guess. Hmm, interesting. And her girlfriend slash we're not sure if she's – well, I guess she's part of the spree – we don't really know what she really looks like. Scylla Ramshorn. Um, yeah, didn't we see her in uh, in the first scene there? Yeah. So, so the enemy, oh, yeah. the enemy yeah. of the American people, and uh, I guess the world really. They're they're literally like jihadists, wi- wizard ISIS. Correct. They're called the Spree, and they yeah. they can, I guess, make make people kill themselves. Is their main talent? Yeah. yeah yeah, like they, they explained ISIS. it in one of the episodes. They said they do something with this. They trap the sound in the balloon, the balloon or something. And then once once the sound gets out, it makes people fucking do whatever they want. So within the first 90 seconds of the se- the series There's premiere. There's a mass murder. Yeah. The one member of the spree walks into like a mall and then lets out a balloon. And then just people start jumping from the rafters and killing and themselves. It kills, yeah, the, it you, was, you see like a pile of fucking like 1,500 dead bodies. Yeah, it was... Uh, uh, I was watching it blind, like I had no idea what the show was about, other than it being Salem and witches. And I, I was just, I was like, "What, what incarnation is going on right now?" <laughs> I, I wrote an article after watching the first episode, just forty-three questions that I have about this show. Uh, I'll, I'll pick a few of them to go through because honestly, like all, all that I've done is, is, is that has gone on here is through three episodes. I have more questions than I have answers. Have I, any of your questions been answered? Uh, no. Nothing's been answered yet. Well, we, my questions. We kind of know who the spree are. Uh, we don't really know where they came from and why they're being such dicks. <laughs> um, now, isn't burning the, so they burn themselves to change form? Isn't that like very inefficient way of changing forms? Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't quite I think sure it's just about like that. The magic visual. Okay, so that's like their. But I feel like if they're witches, they should do it in a more efficient and quick manner because. In one of the scenes, Scylla's changing back into her regular form, and she's still on fire when Rael, who is her girlfriend, I guess, comes in. Yeah, and that was another thing I didn't understand when they were in the uh, on the like uh, you know campus or whatever. And one of the witches, like one of the drill sergeant witches, was like, "They see everything." And then this spree girl is just out in the open, fucking changing forms. Like, yeah, not seeing that one. Yeah. yeah, you missed that, baby. <laughs> so Scylla is probably going to be the main bad character. I guess we're going to see she is part of the spree, but is also in this uh, war college type drill sergeant atmosphere that everyone else gets drafted into. 
And the reason she's so pissed is that if you draft Dodge, like if you're the son, uh, sorry, the daughter of a witch, you're required by law to then join the military. So her parents were draft Dodgers and the military came and fucking killed them. Yeah. Yeah. And, Murdered them dead. And there's different types, I guess, of these witches. Wait, can we, can we clarify that? They, I thought, I thought they said something went but wrong. They said something happened. Yeah. yeah. But they, so they, they didn't totally like come, got... come with the intent of we're fucking killing these people. Well, we don't, who knows? I mean, they definitely yeah, come with the intent not to kill them. Yeah. yeah, true. True. I think they came to get them to join the military and the fight ensued and they ended up dying in the crosshairs of, because yeah. they were, they were running away in like a, an encampment, they said. Yeah. Uh, so no, Scylla is a necro is into necromancy, so she can talk to the dead and conjure up the dead. Um, I guess there's different. I think she's into it. It is what her specialty is. Yeah, I don't, Wait, yeah. I don't think she's like going to bed at night, like fucking diddling <laughs> off, like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking necromancer. Ooh. Yeah, she's into fucking dead bodies, and uh, <laughs> she she loves to mung. <laughs> oh god. So. So I guess there each there's different specialties. There's necromancy. Rael can like heal people. Is that her deal? Yeah, she's a healer. Yeah, yeah healer. Bellwether is just like a brute, like force. I guess like a I can just like make she's just powerful a sick things. Bulldike. Yeah. Well, no, she's straight. She's like a total slut. Yeah, she's yeah. a big old whore. Uh, yeah. How about the scene when she was like, the guy was like, "You want me to stand outside?" And she was like, "No, you could watch me fuck." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll get into that later on. There's the been some three. very aggressive scenes in this show so far. For for yeah, show that's clearly designed for high school age, actually even younger kids. There is some aggressive like content. Yeah, so let's let's address that. Freeform. I mean, it used there, to be there was ABC like Family. Insinuations of rape, by the way, against men. Did anyone catch that? Yeah, when like, the two drill sergeants were walking, she's like, "Oh yeah, I used to be crazy. I ripped his pants off from behind." It is a risque show, even for Freeform. I mean, they, they, yeah. they curse. They're they're talking about. They actually did say a rape at one point, didn't they? I mean, wait, do they curse? I miss the curse. They curse all the time. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't outright say rape, but like it was very. If you reversed those those sexes in the conversation, it would have been a very not okay comment on TV. They showed they showed Rael finger banging her girlfriend. Yeah, Correct. yeah, they showed a finger bang. Rael and Rael are just finger banging Scylla, who's a lesbian. I guess they're both lesbians, but Rael. Sorry, good. Scylla's definitely not a lesbian. Yeah, I don't think Scylla is even actually Scylla. I think she's some fucking spree bitch that like. Well, she is a spree form. bitch. But no, no, I know, but I think she's like a different. Yeah, like Scylla may have been killed with her parents yeah, too. That's what's pretending to be her. Because yeah, it made sense when that the 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 boyfriends the ex boyfriends like talking to her. Wow, that's a uh, that's that's a good theory there. I like. That. Thank you. Yeah, the ex boyfriends like, where'd you go? You know, normally you'd fucking talk to your boyfriend after you know your family's murdered and shit. Um, and she's just kind of like, oh yeah, blah blah. Because I don't know. There's just there's something fishy. So yeah. the the boyfriend you're referring to is Scylla's ex boyfriend. His name is. Uh, let me see if I have it somewhere here. Tyler, Taylor, uh, not like Payne or something. Peyton. Oh, what I thought Parker. I had. Por- Porter. Here we go. Porter. Porter. Yeah. Doesn't really matter what his name is. We're not gonna have to see him any ever he's dead. again. Who cares? Well, yeah, yeah. He's dead as fuck. So he's basically like a whistleblower. He goes right up to Rael and says, "Your girlfriend's not who she says she is." We should probably announce that there's massive spoilers for this podcast, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, yeah. we're reviewing <laughs> no, the first if you, if three you, episodes. If you're listening and you haven't picked up on it yet. 
Well, we're reviewing the first three episodes, obviously. Spoiler alert! Well, you gotta announce that shit. All right, I'll I'll put a disclaimer when I, in beforehand. Um, so I I guess we'll go back to some more regular questions. So they're they're all basically drafted, and then only the top and the elite get to go to war college. Is that my recollection? Uh, yeah, that's what yeah, it sounds yeah. like. Grad school to me. And in order yeah, to like, like as, the as officer, they train, as they like train the officer one or some shit. The top, uh, the top, the top uh, units or whatever go on to war college. They send. And what's up with they? Instead of clapping, they all stomp their feet. What's up with that? Yeah, I don't know yeah, because they're special and different. One, well, one thing that I, I was giggling to myself oh my about was uh, the scene where Abigail Bedwetter goes to uh, ask for reassignment. Yes, to General and, Adler. And all the old witches look at her and start like hissing at her and they're like. <laughs> so I guess let's let's dive into the old witches. We find out in episode three that basically the old witches are just children that are absorbing the age of general adler yeah they're called biddies and the mm-hmm. biddies are quote unquote the people that fought like side by side with her during the revolutionary war and i guess we they just replaced them because the one of the one of the biddies dies in the last episode and her yeah. true form comes out and she's like only like 30 yeah so i what it what is a Matrifocal compound where Tally grew up. Um, I think it's like some hippie commune. Yeah, yeah. Where they're like not allowed to have sex or touch. It's just all women. Yeah, just just straight up. Babies. I don't know, but is that- Tally was basically wet on screen when those boys came out. <laughs> this when the sex slave yeah, didn't slide right out of our TV. When the sex slave buses showed up and their fucking slave master came out, I was like. Yeah, she was like, she was like pulling and hollering, salivating. Yeah, so so a weird thing. The witch father comes. I want to know if the actual actress has never had sex before because uh, that was some fantastic acting. (laughs) So the the witch the witch father comes in episode three and he brings just a a, a bus full of alpha males who are just there to give to like fuck all the witches. Like that's their main. He was a he was a sex slave. He he's trafficking young men. That's what he is. Real life Tinder. Yeah, it, it's it's like wild, and and the women and like all the witches are just like taking what's theirs. <laughs> it's Good a, for them. It, it, yeah, you sure. Society. It's a very twenty twenty progressive type of thing going on. <laughs> so we we also see that every witch has a mark on their body, and they said that yeah. when they when they lose their virginity, their mark glows. Did, did anyone else see, notice that? Oh, yeah, in the very beginning, and um, the blonde. Yeah, when they were it when, close to her vagina to show it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rael's Rael's mark is near her vagina, and now, it gets it gets like shiny or some shit once you have sex. Does it have to be sex with a man though? Because like Rael technically will never have the glow, I guess. Well, you don't know that. Well, she's well, not I mean, in the you dick. You don't know that, Chris. Maybe she tried out and said no, thank you. Yeah, I mean, what happens when she's rubbing clams on shit? Maybe it's gonna glow then. They True. they showed Bedwetter and Rael. They showed their their. Uh... No, Rael's mark was next to her vagina. No, I thought that was t- oh right out. Yeah, Tally's yeah, right. next to her ear. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. What kind of accent does General Adler have? Um, badass motherfucker. No, it's like fake British Boston. British, because <laughs> it's terrible. British. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, lesbian. She must be like three hundred something years old. Like, I want to know what her real age is. Well, then she's a lot of time to work on her dialect. True. That's a good point. All over me. Now, now th- they also have these uh, 
war emblems they wear around their neck as protection, like as a charm, I guess. That's that's a, a common theme we see so far. Yeah, I don't know. All they do is sing, so I'm not really sure how close combat they're getting into. Ow! Yeah, so they... Yeah, that was a weird little touch on it where it was like, yeah, like, we just sing at each other and people die. <laughs> Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're in like basic training they're like, and they're like, they're like in, get in the 36 Discord tone of G. Oh, <laughs> like, what the? F- yeah, so they're they're based, they're literally powerless if they can't talk. They're a pissed off church orchestra. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? They, they, the drill sergeant said that in one of the one of the training scenes. She was like, if you, you are. Drill uh, Sergeant Anacostia Quartermain. Yeah. yeah. She's like, Just protect your vocal cords at all costs. Yeah, you're. She was like, she basically said, you're useless if you can't hum at the enemy. And it, yeah. and <laughs> it seems like Rael is so far the strongest because when she yells, like the whole screen shakes. They're trying to show us that she's more powerful. I guess is that is that something? Yeah, you I noticed? agree. I think I think you're and I right. I think like the, they have like the three of them together, like as like unstoppable. And what if you don't yeah, understand? Like super super unit. What if you don't understand the language that the witches talk? Are you impervious to their attacks? No, it's not a a matter of understanding. It's a matter of the sound being, uh, you know, registered or whatever. All right, that's fair enough. How cool does Salva look? Salva is the drug drug that they take, and then they just start floating. Oh, oh yeah, that would be so much fun. Yeah. Like, this is a freeform show. They got lesbian finger banging. They got rampant drug use. Like, this is incredible. Stolen drugs too. Yeah, stolen. Yeah, they got a yeah. lot of shit going. Mili- military grade <laughs> stolen drugs. Uh, Which, by the way, what kind of fucking podunk organization are they running where your brand new recruits are able to get like class of? That'd be the equivalent of like going to basic training and like, yo, dude, check it out. I found this hand grenade. You want to just throw it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, you really fucking secured your munitions there, guys. Fucking ah. Uh. All right, so I'm going to set up here. We're going to play a clip real quick. Uh, I'm going to set this up. It is the the chief rival rival of, I guess, Abigail Bellwether so far is, uh, what the hell is her name? Uh, oh, I don't even know. Her, uh, Abigail. As a Jewish nun, I can say it's the girl who looks very Jewish. Uh, oh, Libby, Libby, Libby Swythe, who we find out there's like a, a whole historical family thing. So I'm going to play that clip right now. Libba's wife, daughter of misfortune. I thought I smelled sulfur and defeat. Abigail Bedwetter. I mean, what happened to her? All that careful breeding and a face like a spider abortion. You're a contagion, Libba. You're a dumb noodling nene horse from a dumb noodling nobody family. You're the kind of stupid that spreads. Okay, so... We have Libba Swythe and the Bellwether in trading insults, terrible insults, like childish insults, which makes me <laughs> uncomfortable because I'm thinking about all these girls naked and now they're talking like 11-year-olds. Yeah. I don't know. I personally like the spider abortion insult. <laughs> spider abortion was pretty solid. So there, there's also something called a debut where some of this rivalry stems back to where uh, you you go. I guess when you become a witch, you have a debut. Yeah, it's like your uh, quinceanera. It sounds like a debutante ball. Okay, <laughs> and there's also this. What they went to pageant? Was that what they did in the last episode? It sounded like. And then they they go and reenact the. I guess what happened during the Revolutionary War. Well, I think it was like the people of Salem reenacting it. 
like from their yeah. version because they were sort of like that's not really how it happened. Yeah, because they were they were like out in the public or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then and then we have this council. So there's witches in other parts of the country of, of the world. I'm I'm sorry. And there's like the United Nations of witches that basically happened. But it wasn't just that witches. Indian general was having none of her shit. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, settle down, India. America's speaking. Are we allowed to say that? Yes, we're allowed to. <laughs> okay. But but it seems like China's not at the table, so China is our enemy. Um, seems to emulate real life. Heyo. <laughs> that was good. Heyo. For- that was great foreshadowing from them since this was filmed like a year ago. Uh. Oh, that's a good call. I didn't even think about that part. And and it seems like Russia is our ally, and they're trying to get rid of China, but we're like, nah, don't. I, I don't know. There was there was a lot to decipher with that fucking United Nations meeting. Yeah. Because it also... There was a like, lot going on, for sure. That, that scene, like, where... who? What's the general's name again? Uh, Adler. Adler. So when Adler is like, she seemed to be particularly influenced or affected by that like weird ass like new sound that the spree have, and I was she said it was her blood. It, her bloodline. Yeah, well, she, she said it was in her blood. Yeah, so like, I think that was that's like her bloodline relatives, as she's implying. I think I don't. I have so many fucking questions about the show, and I have no I idea. Know, but I, know. I love I it. Couldn't, but and then I I couldn't tell like when her like child siphon slave died yeah like i couldn't tell if the sound she heard affected her and made her age quicker or yeah, like i was gonna say that too yeah, why was happen. she aging there yeah well, like i wasn't i wasn't sh- i don't know i was very confused that's what i got from it she or maybe she maybe she took the age back from the nun and then the the little uh the new the new recruit there took the eight took it back onto her well yeah that's so that, or or that that was another I was like there was there right. was just so much going on with that before the that, sound was released though that the the lady the old lady that died was all was whimpering already so I think she was right. fading yeah and I don't know if the other people around the table of the United Nations know that Alder does this age trickery or not and because that might yeah. be like a thing later on down the road like a U.S. secret yeah because. Yeah, the reason Adler got—that's a good got, point. I hadn't thought about that. The reason Adler got old is because the person that was absorbing her age basically faded and died. How, how would they not know that? No, died too. If this commander is like a million years old and not aging, aging, wouldn't the other countries be like, "Hey, what the fuck's going on?" Well, maybe they just think they she's might a, all have their own. Please give me the name of your plastic surgeon because he's great. <laughs> they might just—they they might that, all have some yeah. like fucking secret how they keep their witch people going, or they don't, and the U.S. is the only one, and that's a big deal, which yeah. is why she's in charge. Or it could be like a banned form of witchcraft, like you're not allowed to do this, but she does. Like yeah. dark magic. Like, but yeah, the why did it, like it looked like the the um basic training place was dying when Adler was getting old because like yeah, the trees she, were dying. It yeah, was the apples, were yeah. apples were going. So like she's the life force of the campus. Maybe it's just like her protection. I, I again I, I have no idea. There yeah, they have not I mean it's still such a new show. They haven't answered like fucking But they've any. answered a thing and they just keep adding on more questions. I know I like it though. Uh, I yeah I I'm yes, waiting for I was very I was very, very war. intrigued. Yeah, I'm definitely. I want to see a. I want to see a real witch fight, like not like calling each other spider abortions. I mean, like you're singing Bible verses at each other for fucking dear life. Like that is what <laughs> I want to see. So the spree, I guess. So we, we won't go too much longer here, but so th- th- we're, we're kind of scatterbrained because it's the first three episodes. 
we have so many questions and hopefully that we get some things answered, but are we, uh, how, what's the plan moving forward here? Are we going to do it weekly? Like, uh, I know it's a Wednesday night show. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do, uh, recordings after every episode, you know, 15, 20 minute overviews of every episode. And when, when will we release them to the people? Uh, we have other plans. Yeah, yeah we, we, we got. We'll figure it out. We're, we're gonna have a. Bu- we're gonna probably. Yeah. We'll do two well, yeah, podcasts well, I'm just a week. Trying to think for our uh, ten of fit in your monthly shower. Don't worry, I'll I'll handle all that. Uh, let's, let's. Oh, okay. Thank you, Monsignor Z. Let's go. Let's go back to this. So, the main ca- the main people here, I guess we're saying is it's these regular witches versus the spree. We've seen a spree attack so far in every episode. They've released a balloon. Yo, that everyone. Fucking- that pool one was. Wild. Yeah, that pool. I may was... never go into body water again. Chris, you may be onto something. Yeah, seriously. When they were like under, like getting killed, crazy. Yeah, exactly. So the spree so far have released a balloon. Everyone jumps off and kills themselves. They released another balloon, and all of the warriors, quote unquote, of the witches kill themselves. And then the last one they did, he, uh, the spree member blows up a pool, like a balloon, a pool, uh, pool float. And it freezes all the water, and everyone just fucking dies. I don't People understand like, why that one chick decided to swim under yeah, the water. Why was yeah, why was it under? Like, oh, I see the thing. Everything's freezing. Let me just take a deep dive real quick. <laughs> I think maybe. And there was also that raid where they killed everyone as they were, like, listening. Yeah, yeah. The spree killed them, the whole fucking thing. Yeah, that's another thing they just, like, see, like, they're just going to casually drop all their powers. Like, that Asian woman just, like, blows onto a mirror, like, a, a window, and all of a sudden you could see another part of the world. Yeah, but they they've hinted at all that though because that's what they were doing in that basic training class. Okay, I, I because I didn't they, catch they that. all had that thing, and she, they were saying like, "Okay, show us yeah what's behind the wall." Ah, uh, and very then you good, can yeah. see like the evolved version of like, "All right, if you're good at this, this is some of the, what your power oh, looks when, like." When Tali was really good at seeing all the colors and stuff, and Tali didn't yeah. even Tali didn't even need the freaking thing. She was just like, "Boom, boom, boom." Yeah, because she was, she was so wet. Yes. Yeah. She was, she <laughs> yeah. And then they did talk about that. You're right. They're like, basically, yo, you're gushing down there, and that means you're really powerful right now. See, it's like it's very progressive, and it's like empowering women, but at the same time, you're just like, well, they, if you get some testosterone around them, they're so much more powerful. Like, it's still yeah. not that progressive message because they only do. It is. They just have these yeah. men as sex slaves. That's all we yeah. need you for. But you're your best version of yourself when you're fucking horndogging over a bunch of sex slaves. Yeah. <laughs> Bellwether, Bellwether was literally had two dudes and was like, Go go stand guard by the door, and the guy was like, "Really, you're gonna make me go stand guard?" She was like, "Now nah, you watch. You will watch us fuck." <laughs> <laughs> also, like a subtle, they throw the national suicide prevention hotline at the end of every episode. Like, all right, I, we get it. We're yeah, talking about wi- witchcraft, killing people. Like, I I know mm-hmm. you have to do it, but I don't think people are gonna like think suicide's an option because there's no witches running around telling you to kill yourself. Well, I think that particular episode is when they played off Porter or Parker, whatever his name is. They pretended like he killed himself. Oh, okay, yeah, but he clearly was. But yeah, his whispered. girlfriend whispered something to him. Oh, so, yeah, she fucking murdered the shit out of him. Now, yeah. all the old ladies too, like the the biddies, they live. It looks like in a shitty college. I love that they're actually room. called biddies. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the best part. These old biddies. Yeah, it looks like they're like a the infirmary at Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a couple other just stupid little things I wrote. Tally. Wait, de- hang on. Can yes. we circle back real quick? Yeah. I was just thinking about that. Can you imagine being told like, hey, you're going to be a biddy to this fucking <laughs> ancient witch who can't die. She's going to siphon your youth away from you and you get to just die, right? Yeah. But oh, by the way, 
We saved a broom closet that's big enough for all of you to sleep together, and giddies. And you shatter your teeth at people for fun. <laughs> yeah, you will. You will follow her around every move she makes. You will. <laughs> you will hiss at people when. And and here's your two by four fucking bed you get to sleep on, you fucking dumb bitty. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just no, I, that was that was that was perfectly explained. I, they're just like servants. I don't know. They they're they're beaten down. Like the witches are just all about sacrifice. It's a weird so, structure. So the uh, the new young girl who came in and and at, at the end of the last episode there and took the place of the biddy who died. Yes, was she, she was she like in basic training like with Bellwether yeah. and them? Yeah, correct. She was. And they were just like you. You're up. Yeah, she got the call. But, but they need, it seems like they need someone who's willing, like young and willing. Yeah. Like, because that, that chick was like, oh, I get to do this. Like, that's exciting. Yeah, they, I feel they, like they groomed her. Based on hotness, like, take the ugly girls. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's a fair point. It should be, because we want the hot <laughs> chicks. Now, I wonder if they need to add more biddies, like, every 10 years to absorb more of Adler's age. Like, is, or is it just. These thirteen, ah. or I don't know how that there's, works. Yeah, there's out. maybe like if she gets old every hundred years, they need to add another one. Yeah, like there's a new seven, bitty. but so but going off of that, there's seven biddies. That would make her seven hundred years old. Well, she. All right, so whatever. I just picked an arbitrary number. No, no, no. I know. Just, <laughs> but... I think she, they said her age. It could be yeah, I think they did too. No, there's no way they did. Did they? Yeah, because she definitely was around in the Revolutionary War. Yeah, well, she yeah, was but... young at that point. She didn't have biddies at that point. Like the biddies joined her. General during Adler it. is three hundred years old. Yeah, she was born in like the seven, like mid seventeen hundreds. But that doesn't make sense then, because the revolution. Oh wait, that does. Yeah, I think she was born in like the mid seventeen hundreds. If that makes sense, she was like twenty, probably twenty. If she was, yeah. Because she formed an alliance not with like the U.S. military. She formed it with the mili- Boston, Mass- with Ma- the, Massachusetts yeah. Bay Militia. So that's like pre-war days. And Actually, we- digging a little deeper says well over three hundred years old. Oh, so she could. Be oh, well, that's that's a significant difference. When does uh, it does this take place in current time? Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. It appears to. I mean, they have iPhones and shit, right? Yeah. Do they? I actually, they I just said that, but I don't know if they. I, do. I don't. I never noticed either. I don't know. I'm actually not sure. Also, we may have watched that on a different show. <laughs> yeah, that might have been a different show. I've been watching some. We've been watching a lot of TV. Well, yeah. Haven't we all? One one guy like runs a tiger zoo and shit. <laughs> oh no wait that's definitely the wrong show all right uh let's, let's... carol baskins fucking bitch <laughs> carol baskins is actually leading spree right yeah <laughs> that's a good note to end it on uh we'll come back to you next week with another review of now episode four will be on wednesday uh along with some other content bishop b sister boom boom and the depraved deacon thank you for joining us here the corrupt clergy's Motherland Review. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, and here we are for the Tiger King Dream Team. Uh, you get a $15 budget. We'll get, we'll go through the categories right now. The owner of the zoo, Doc Antle, 5, Carol Baskin, 4, Joe Exotic, 3, Tim Stark, 2, Jeff Lowe, 1. For your zoo employee, John Rinke, 5, Kelsey Saff, 4, Eric Cowie, 3, an intern for Carol Baskin, two. Kenny Farr, one. Your security for the zoo, Mario Tabro, five. Alan Glover, four. James Garretson, a.k.a. Jet Ski Guy, three. Detective Marciano, two. Mark Thompson, one. Your lover, 
at the zoo would be Lauren Lowe for five, John Finley four, Travis three, Barbara Fisher two, Dylan Passage one, and your wildcard zoo member Rick Kirkham five, Harold Baskin four, Josh Dial three, J.P. Wilson the magician two, and Anne McQueen one. Let's go around the room. Sister Boom Boom, you're up first. What's your lineup? My lineup is going to be my owner is going to be Carol Baskin. All right. My Fucking sister. bitch. <laughs> yeah, but he's a badass. <laughs> I think she'd be better to have on your team than not on your team. Right. Um, my Zoom employee is going to be Eric Cowie because he's got that hair. All right. You're at seven. Security, I'm going with Mario. $12. Since I'm a little low on cash, I'm going to take Dylan as my lover. Ooh. And who's your wild card? I have $2 left? Yes. Yep, so I got to go with J.P. Wilson, whoever that is. All right, next up is, what's, uh, I forgot what your name is again. Yes, you. Who? Yeah, Sister uh, Boom Boom. What's your husband's name? Deacon or something. De- oh, uh, uh, Depraved Deacon. The Depraved Deacon is up next. Sorry, I'll, I'll get the hang of everyone's names next. So the Depraved Deacon, what do you got? The Depraved Dick-sucking Deacon. <laughs> Easy, Bishop B. All right, so I'm going to start off with Joe Exotic. Do you want us going down from that same order? That the uh... Just go the same order. Yeah, go. Okay, so Joe Exotic for three, because there's, there's really no way you can pass up the Tiger King himself. Um, Kenny Farr for a dollar because I need to shortchange so I can make some big moves later on. Same thing with Mark T on security, dollar, because all in on Lauren, low. I want to see the kind of content that can be pumped out with her in Joe Exotic's YouTube videos. And uh, lastly, Josh Dial, who I think is an underrated pick at three, who easily I would have paid 10 bucks for and dollared out everybody else. He is going to be the campaign manager for my zoo. That's very fair. All right, the pasty Pope, you're up. Uh, clearly taken the Lord himself, Bogvan. Uh, then I'm going to take Kenny Farr for my employee. And then I am going to take Detective Marciano for my security. Interesting. And then for my lover, I'm taking Travis. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what am I at now? 11? That's right. Three, and then Harold Baskin, Harold obviously going to take. I was just making sure I was correct on that. All right, Bishop. That stupid bitch, Harold Baskin. Bishop B, you're up. All right. So I had a similar uh, strategy as uh, the deacon over there. The depraved deacon. Uh, I'm the depraved deacon, yeah. I'm going Joe Exotic because he's the fucking Tiger King, and he's a steal at $3. Uh, One Tiger King's not in jail right now. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. Okay, so continues. So then, uh, zoo employee, I'm going Kenny Farr in a uh, um, attempt to dump salary here, and uh, (laughs) security, I'm going Mario Tabro because he's a fucking drug kingpin so he's he's cool with me yep. then uh lover i'm going lauren Lowe because she's fucking super hot and lets her husband fuck people yes and then wild card i'm going the most loyal person in this fucking show Anne mcqueen that's a good argument she is probably the most loyal mm, all right solid. brother Josh. brother v you're up next 
Okay. Well, I'm going to start off. I was going back and forth between Tim Stark and Joe Exotic, but I think I decided I'm going to go with uh, Tim Stark. Okay. I think he's just fucking Our first Tim Stark pick. All right, continue. That's fucking out of left pick. field, hey? Yeah. yeah. Tim Stark. Yeah, man. All right. Um, then I'm going to go with uh, Eric Cowley because that guy's just, again, he's fucking hilarious. and He might be the dumbest person on the entire show. Which is a monumental achievement. <laughs> All right, you have five. <laughs> Who's your security? You want uh, dumb employees? For security, I'm gonna go with what's it called? I, this is the throwaway. I don't know who Mark Thompson is, but I'm just gonna take him. He was like the maintenance guy for. Um, he was one of the maintenance guys, like, but he also okay. did security, and he was digging. He was putting Don Lewis's gold, like digging it up and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so that's what? That's six. And I'm going to go with a couple heavy hitters. I'm going to take um, John Finley. Oh, as your husband. Because, well, not my husband. It's Tim Stark's husband. He's the owner of the fucking zoo. Okay. Finlay. That's, that's a nah, it's your husband. It's your, it's husband. your husband. He's my husband? It's your lover. Yeah. Oh, well, then, see, I was going at it from a different perspective then. Whatever. Nah, I'll see, you, you came at it the wrong team. Yeah, your dream team. Okay, well, whatever. I don't want to. So fuck your John dream Finley. lover is John Finley. <laughs> well, yeah, he is. Okay, and who's your wild card? Uh, the fucking reality TV show guy, Rick Kirkham. Rick Kirkham. <laughs> All right. Take Rick. I uh, I would say I'm going Tim Stark as my owner. Also, I'm going okay. Kelsey Saff as my Zoom employee. To me, the most like loyal one. Uh, oh, she had no hand, no arm. She, she got her arm ripped off. No arm. Uh, I'm going yeah, that's right. Mario. Oh, yeah. You know she'll be back to work. Never take any sick days. Immediately. Ever. So I'm at $6. I'm going Mario to bro as my security. Uh, that's, that puts me at 11 I'm going the easiest pick for lover, Barbara Fisher, at $2 to put me at 13 And I'm going with the magician, J.P. Wilson, at $2 as my wild card. Uh, Who the fuck is J.P. Wilson? He was the magician, the 12-year-old magician from the first episode. Oh, the kid that he was definitely touching? Yeah. Yeah. He's like a legit magician. I looked up his website. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 break down each category and explain why people. So Doc Antle was picked by Just the Pasty Pope. I, I have a thing for Doc. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think he's the most interesting character. They need to do a whole show on him. When you go down the wormhole of reading about him, it's fucking incredible what he's done. Great article like, written by you, the pasty Pope, on Doc Antle. He got, he calls himself a doctor and is considered a doctor by actual experts that he's a doctor, and he's not at all. Well, he is of mystical science. Well, yeah, and he's... Uh, Exxon, when they rolled out the... I didn't write this in there. When they rolled out the Tiger logo in 1982, it was his Tigers they used that he was the one training and like having the Tigers act in their first commercial. Oh. Like wild. And then he just blew up after that. All right. Britney Spears, fucking hell. Who he was, had, like he was fucking on stage with her. Incredible. Who had Carol Baskin? That was me. All right. Explain your rationale for why you picked her. Sorry, is Villa in the shower? No. Oh, what the fuck are you doing? Brother V, what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, just you can't um, sit down for five all right. minutes, bro. All right, uh, sister <laughs> boom. Your hair. What are you? What are you black? Sister boom boom. <laughs> yeah, you got a sweet. You got a sweet comb over there going, bro. All right, no one. Can, yeah. No one can see him, so stop. Um, 
I'm going with the pizza. Uh, bad radio, bad radio. I'm sorry, Sister Boom Boom, as everyone is being rude to you. Continue. <laughs> I picked Carol because I went with the uh, keep your enemies closer theory. I'd rather have her on my team than be against her. I think that's very solid. Did anyone else have Carol? No. All right, Joe she's, Exotic. She's devil, Who had Joe Exotic? I did. Depraved I, Deacon. Yeah, I had Joe Exotic, too. Depraved Deacon and Bishop B. Go ahead, explain. Would you like to take this one away there, Bishop? Well, I mean, I just think that, I mean, the show, it's his show. It's his world. We're just living in it. He's in jail, so, though. That's all right. I'm, that He's don't matter. Roll soon, Chris. Yeah, but yeah. How, how are you going to pick an owner of the zoo who clearly can't run a zoo? It's not a real zoo. <laughs> yeah, it's a cult. and <laughs> You want your cult leader to be going away every once in a while so you can run the roost. Yeah, it, it gives some legitimacy to my operation. Yeah. Well, what's honestly different between this zoo and, and any other zoo? The only difference is that it's not run by the town or city that it's in. It's just uh, run by a I'm gonna, normal I'm going to cite a couple other things. Like maybe perhaps <laughs> yeah. that they ran a TV station revolving around killing Carol Baskings. That's different than a. <laughs> but wait, wait a minute. You're, you're, you're picking someone to own your zoo, and you both pick the only person on this list who literally ran his zoo into the ground and doesn't own it anymore. So you're oh, I'm setting sorry. yourself Are up we... for failure. Are we just not going to acknowledge the fact that he doesn't need to own my zoo? I own my zoo. He was free. I own my zoo. He just got to run it. You're just the you're the seed money here, and then the quote unquote owner runner of the zoo. That's what you're looking for here. Tim Stark, best pick ever. So, uh, brother V, I agree with you. Get into why you picked Tim Stark. Um, why I picked Tim Stark because he's just all about his fucking business, man, and he's the only one that realized that Jeff Lowe is the biggest cocksucker con artist that ever lived. And got yeah. out. Tim Stark can we just, is can smart. Can we just touch on what a slime? Yeah, Tim Stark's all about his business. Can we, what about what about Bogvan? He's all about his fucking business. Guy travels the world. Doc Antle is a good pick. I, I think Doc Antle is a good pick. I think Carol Baskin is a good pick. I think Joe Exotic and Jeff Lowe were the clear stayaways on this list. I yeah. think I bought greeting cards from uh, Bogvan fresh out of college. <laughs> Did you? Uh, going through the zoo employees. Uh, no one picked Carol Baskin interns. Uh, Kenny Farr, right. it seems that you only, anyone picked Kenny Farr was only because you didn't have any money. Um, I picked, uh, actually, Cowie. Who, had, who picked Cowie? I picked Cowie. All right. Well. Sister Boom Boom, why did you pick Cowie? For his hair. For his hair, okay. Brother it's V? Only, only reason. Brother V? I just picked him because he's hysterical and stupid. Like, every time he talked... And opened his mouth. It was just so goddamn funny because he's the dumbest person on the planet. Did anyone see the long-haired bro that was like, he yeah. was like, "This was my last hope. I had lost all hope." <laughs> who had who had John Rinky? Anyone? I don't think anyone took Rinky. All right, no. and I had Kelsey Saff. I mean, this woman—it's a woman, right? Yes. Okay. This, she's a woman. This, she, she's she the most she, dedicated her. employee on this list. She she was back at work. Five days after getting her arm amputated. That is <laughs> remarkable. She hates fake news media. Yeah. I love this woman. Like, or, well, not not sexually, but uh, security. Se- security. Who picked Detective Marciano? I did. Okay. You picked the one person who couldn't solve the layup murder of Carol Baskin to run your security. She's giggling Correct. on screen about murdering her husband. Oh, I didn't do that. Oh, well. So you have you paid. He, he was paid off by Carol. 
to me, you, I, I picked off the guy that gets like Alan Glover was it was a bad pick. I think no one picked him at least. Mario Tabro was pretty much the only guy you could have picked here, unless you were saving but money. Don't, don't you think? Don't you think that Bogvan could just pay him more to actually? do the investigation right if Carol was actually attacking him like she was Joe Exotic. I think he could. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but he, he was just paid off. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, Bishop B, can you stop moving? Oh, sorry. The only thing I have here, though, is like Marciano is the only one that's proven on this list to be incompetent at his job. Yeah, but he's also, uh, isn't he one of the only ones that actually is a detective? Yeah, but Mario Tabro is the the easy. So he has pick here. he has actual training to do this. I'm picking logical people here, Mar- except for zoo employees, whatever. Mario t- Mario Tabro is is like a drug kingpin, and and he like murders people. Yeah, <laughs> all right. That's let's, the type of security I want. Let's move on to to Lover, uh, Lauren Lowe. Who had Lauren Lowe? I did. All right. Explain why you had Lauren Lowe. Because she's hot. Yeah, TNA baby, TNA. So not only is she hot and, and fertile, but she'll let us get whatever. Apparently, whatever nanny you want to bang, and then in the family pictures, the nanny will sit on your lap as opposed to your wife. See, I yeah. ag- I agree with you that Lauren Lowe is a good pick. However, I think Barbara Fisher is a cheaper, better version of Lauren Lowe because she is obviously equally as subservient because she basically was just a sex slave, just like Lauren is, and. She ha- like is just as hot as Lauren. I don't think she was any uglier than Lauren. No, no. no. I mean, she wasn't like, ugly. Objection. There's she- a reason why Lauren was a a, a top priced pick. I and think I, I think Barbara was a better a better version for the wow, price that, for the price. Big, big, big fake tits. She's willing to get uh, multiple surgeries just to get off of work for a couple days. Well, that means so she's much. lazy. I don't know. Uh, who picked the men? Was, uh, John Finley. Who had John Finley as her husband? I did. I picked John Finley as my husband. Is that so you could put uh, your dick through again, his teeth hole? Yeah. yeah, elaborate <laughs> on that, yeah, please. A gummy blowjob. Well, as I explained before, it's not because I want to have sex with John Finley. Uh, it's because I thought that we were matching the lover with whoever the owner was. It's well, not that you, nice. you don't want to have sex. You don't want to have sex yeah, with John no, Finley. Actually, and actually, there's no gummy blowjob in the picture anymore because he got a, a new set of teeth. So right. there goes that argument, Villa. Yeah. He actually robbed George Washington's grave for those teeth. <laughs> I was going to pick Travis, but then I figured, um, you know, he's a retard. He blew his head off, so. <laughs> Yeah, who picked? Well, hold on, Bill. Someone picked, I picked Travis. Travis. You did, right? Yeah, explain. I picked Travis. I kind of like this yes. pick. Go ahead. Explain why I like this pick. So I picked Travis because, similar to my own sex life, people go crazy uh, <laughs> when they date me for long enough. So I figured he's gonna somebody's gonna kill himself anyway. Yeah, and, and I you mean, can just pump him, pump him full of fucking guns and drugs, and he'll yeah. just do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, it, yeah, and anything it's, I want. It's like getting an early divorce because you know he's gonna kill himself like four years into the marriage. Perfect. So, yeah. I, I kind of like Perfect. that. I think that was, that was a good pick. Blew his head off. I, I think Travis was the clear male pick here. Uh, and Dylan Passage, Sister Boom Boom, why, why are you picking Dylan Passage? Because I'm running the zoo here. My lover's low on my priorities. I, that's a fair That's a fair argument, I guess. It's a very fair argument. 
the depraved deacon who can't stop making disgusting faces into the camera. Uh, mustache. Who is your wild card pick, uh, depraved deacon? No, maybe I'll, I'll shave a mustache um, today. Who was, hang on. I got to pull my list back up. I think no, you had, did, did you have Josh Dial as your, your pick? Oh, yeah. How could you? I don't understand how anyone could. Josh Dial was the uh, just most perfect human on there. Yeah, he, he had an epic, epic rise to glory. Yeah, he just chills out at Walmart selling guns and ammo to fucking Joe Exotic. And then one day over the counter, they're talking, and Joe looks at him and goes, so what are your aspirations? And he's like, well, you know, I've always thought about running for office, or sorry, running a campaign. And then Joe Exotic just tweaked out and said, I'm going to run for president. And Josh signed up. He's like, I will get you there. Okay, but who who's a better wild card than a fucking magician? Josh- they are literally a wild card. They could pull wild cards Josh out Dial's of your ass. Time out. Literally got Joe Exotic, 25% of the Libertarian vote. That's not magic. I don't know what the fuck else is. thought it was 19%. 19%. 19%. Percentage keeps going up. Okay, sorry. Yeah. He scored 95%. Everybody loves me. Kelsey Sav, Kelsey Sav hates you because you're fake news. <laughs> wow. uh, Harold Baskin was a clear pick. He is loyal to death. Loyal to yeah, death. He'll- He'll yeah. let you walk him around on a fucking leash. <laughs> and he's yeah, litigious. Scares me. I, he, and that's very something litigious. Bob Von needs. That's what, that's what the Lord needs. There's actually a yeah. chance that he killed the ex-husband. No way. Just, oh, yeah. Just, yeah, there's a chance he was, like, lingering in the shadows for years and was like, oh, Kara, I've been watching you. And, like, check it out. I made outfits to look like you. And I killed your husband for you. And then they got married. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's not a bad theory. Anne McQueen, Bishop B, you had Anne McQueen. I kind of like that pick, too. Yeah, I mean, she was loyal as fuck, st- stood by her man's side. Her dead and, man's uh, side. Yeah, well, you know, he wasn't dead when she was standing by his side. Uh, I'm going to declare the winner here. Uh, I, I I actually think the best team here was built by the pasty Pope. I, will, I think he's going to be declared the winner today. Uh, Doc Antle... Max mashed with Harold Baskin is a, a, a very, very smart pairing, I think. So, Chris, so uh, Monsignor Z here, based on your logic of creating the best team, your team is not even the be- the greatest. No, I think that after looking at this and hearing, it. and hearing the arguments, I, I think I think that the oh, obviously, I'm the best one. But if I were to give a one B like in a horse race, I think it would go to the pasty Pope. Oh, sure. Yeah, so you, just, can, you go ahead, Baker. No, I was just going to say I'm glad I wasted my time doing this stupid fucking draft. <laughs> Welcome to the Church of Z, where every, everything is stupid. Uh, does anyone have any parting thoughts on their lineup, or should we conclude and wrap this up? I think we um, should go to South Carolina to Doc's. Uh, it's it's really expensive. It's $500 a person to go on the cool tour. Down. It got shut down by the FBI. go as reporters. No, it, it got attempted to shut pass? down. They didn't shut it down. Still 100% open. we can get a press pass. Yeah, yeah, we could definitely get credentials. You can get a credential and get a press pass. We're doing a If story. the fucking creepy PETA guy could get could get yeah. his, get into the these TV places. Like, hey, we love you guys. Right. We want to give you some positive press on our website. That That's the easy so, thing like, I'll write a positive article about the doc then. Yeah. Not being crazy. I tried, exactly. to, I, I tried to find a place for the PETA guy in, in this like lineup, and I just... I couldn't put him in there because I feel oh, like we were just oh. gonna, we were just gonna say the word retard too many times. Where I I couldn't I couldn't put him in there. Well, I said it once. <laughs> yeah. He that guy was clearly just like like mentally yeah, he, mentally he, handicapped. He made him literally mentally retarded. Yeah, <laughs> he was the saddest character on the show probably. 
Yeah, yeah, I didn't even want to see him when he came on. Yeah, I was like, like oh, why are you no. showing him? Well, yeah, don't do this. Don't do that. How did you convince him to sign a waiver to be on the show? Wow, you are pieces of shit. Yeah, because he took advantage of, of of a retard. He just does whatever <laughs> anyone tells him. Peter's like, go down there, stop them. All right, thank you very much for joining us. We had the depraved deacon. We had Sister Boom Boom. We had the pasty Pope. We had Bishop B and Brother V. Thank you very much for your lineups. Uh, we will see you all soon.